All right. Welcome, everyone. Derek, you there? Yep. All right. Perfect. I guess uh, my headset's not working. It only works uh, audio on the phone here. But uh, welcome, everyone, to the second segment of Fantasy Football Bros. Uh, Appreciate everyone hanging in there for our first podcast last week. Uh, Unfortunately, that was a little bit of a uh, part of my French shit show just because of the fact that uh, we're still trying to figure out the audio things, but really to set the agenda here, uh, we're going to go ahead and hit on a couple things. So to kick things off, uh, we're going to go ahead and, and recap everything uh, that happened from last week, all of the Jonda League's matchups from last week. Afterwards, we'll address, we'll do a sneak peek and preview of all of the upcoming uh, matchups for week number three. Man, I can't believe it's already week number three. And then afterwards... Uh, we'll go ahead and talk a little bit of DFS. And lastly, everyone make sure to tune in towards the end. We'll have a uh, big announcement here uh, at the end of the episode. So uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, Derek, we'll, uh, we'll kick things off. Derek, you just want any, any intro uh, remarks before we get going? Uh, no, not really. I mean, the Trophy Hunter, a very bold title for my team, is starting off 0-2. So I'm feeling a little stupid about that title right now. Um, <laughs> oh, and Caleb's 2-0. So <laughs> what? Somehow Caleb always has a scrappy team. I don't understand. Always. And he always makes us regret calling him out on those terrible draft picks. <laughs> and it's that much worse <laughs> to lose to him, too, when he's picking, like, kickers in the 10th round and Theo Riddick in the 6th. But – um, I think luckily looking over the years, I've had a pretty decent record against him. I'd have to look it up, but I feel like I, I, I fare well against him during the, during the regular season. <laughs> if we're talking head to head records, I'll tell you one I want to avoid from now on. Uh, Dennison in two leagues over the last two years, I believe I'm own six against him <laughs> So in just two leagues. So know what that means? I played him three times in one league, one of them in the playoffs and he beat me. So that is uh, salty. (laughs) Well, Denison historically is obviously one of the better teams. So that's a, that's a testament to Denison's fantasy football knowledge as well. Um, But has he ever, did he win last year? Yes. He's won two years in a row. Okay. So, I mean, obviously uh, got a little bit of a fantasy dynasty going. Um, I got a feeling though, and we'll, we'll address it a little bit later. Uh, it might be going to uh, to someone else other than Dennison this year. It might be a down year for the uh, the dynasty out, uh, out out there. So, ooh, uh, I'm anxious to hear. Yeah. So let's go. Uh, let's go ahead and get started. Um, so, Derek, how about we? You want to go ahead and start with your matchup? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's, let's dive into it here. All right. So you lost, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think was the biggest what do you think was the biggest um uh, reason factor yeah i will tell you exactly what it was sunday morning drive around in my car hadn't looked at fantasy at all too busy and i don't know what it was i'm just sitting there thinking about my wide receiver three had a rob in there and i was like you know aaron Rodgers is kind of hobbled I can see him dumping it off to Cobb repeatedly. Sure, let's let's just throw Cobb in there. That sounds better to me. Trubisky looks like garbage so far. So I switched him out, and um, 
that was a 11.3 point swing and I lost by, I think four. So yeah, you, oh, you, oh, great. You lost by four, 143.6 to 139.2. Uh, but I gotta say, you know, typically, and this is, you know, looking at it again, this is, this is a little bit of hindsight here, but when quarterbacks are hurt or when you have rookie quarterbacks, um, a lot of times with the checkdowns, it's not necessarily the slot receiver, but it's either the tight end or the running back who will benefit the most from that. Um, it's a little bit of hindsight cause it's Aaron Rodgers, and you, you know, it's, it's hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers or think that he's not going to have a good outing. Um, but you know, looking back, of course, it wasn't necessarily as weak. I, I gotta say, if I was in your spot, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done Allen Robinson, but I've been super high on Chris Godwin. Um, really? Yeah. All, all, all off season too. I mean, they've been talking about, they were talking about him last year, but they just, he wasn't oh, for sure, for sure. and, Jameis Winston, um, not necessarily handling very well. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, of course, though, is a different story. Yeah, uh, Fitz Magic, man. He's back at it again. So he's making everybody relevant at the moment. <laughs> um, so I, I would have probably done Chris Godwin over Cobb regardless, um, just knowing myself. But, I, you know, that's it's so hindsight, like – your biggest problem, I think, is your tight end, right? Um, yeah, I would love to uh, remind you, I have had a zero in the tight end spot two weeks in a row now. So, um, oh, oh, man. It's been awful, absolutely awful. You want to work a little bit of a trade? Uh, feel free to hit me up, man. <laughs> I'm listening. <Saving> Joku. <laughs> uh, oh, God. <laughs> uh, at least he's not a zero. <laughs> it's true. Um, I, I think tight ends are still a little bit of an overrated position anyways, but, uh, let's go ahead and move on. Caleb's team. Any, you think any big factors? I mean, I'm just looking at it here. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, man. I mean, he, he's looking great on my Minnesota Vikings. Um, uh, man, he, honestly, it was a correlation matchup between you guys. Yes. You know what I mean? Like Devontae Adams versus Randall Cobb, like basically one or it was one or the other. Um, so he was going head to head with you there. And I would actually argue that's the biggest difference. So this matchup really could have gone one way or the other, given how close it was. And it was just a matter of who was going to play better, Adams or Cobb. And that's such a toss up. Obviously, Adams being the favorite there, but uh, you never know in that Packers offense. Right. And, and what about the. The defenses, I mean, the Vikings defense supposed to be one of the greatest this year, only put up two points against a hobbled Rodgers. I know a hobbled Rodgers is still great, but then I started the Broncos defense against a crappy Oakland team, and they only put up two points. So <laughs> what, what, what is up with this? Uh, well, I think the problem is that the Broncos defense isn't nearly as good as it once was, right? Um, I'm, I mean – and their offense is their their offense is decent, but it's not going to be stellar by any means this year. And everyone's super high on Phil Lindsay, you know, a top five rusher as far as yards goes through two weeks. Um, I'm not. I, I think he's got potentially looks good. I'm not completely sold on him though. No, no, there's no way I was touching him on the waiver wire when he was there. 
last week. And even after this week, I wouldn't feel too great about grabbing him. So, I mean, look, if he was in the free agency, I would grab him just for the, just for the touches. Right. But I didn't, you know, you didn't know that last week. I mean, if he was in free agency this week, uh, which apparently in some leagues he is, uh, whoever's getting him is getting the steal. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, I think he's, he's already, he's already picked up in our league. So, yeah. Yep. Actually, um, I think Carl has him. What's that? Pretty sure Carl has him. Really? Okay. Yeah. A team that could use it. <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on here. So, just pulling up our next, next matchup. Uh, how about we go ahead and look at, uh, Kuhar and Jack. Oh, another, another blowout. Another blowout. Yeah. Let's just get the blowouts out of the way here. Um, I feel bad for Kuhar uh, before we <laughs> get down any further. I mean, he had to play me the first week. I edged him out and it was really a pretty close. I think it was only like a 20 point swing in PPR. That's not that much. Um, and Jack's team just completely went off with the exception of Adrian Peterson. But I mean, you look at every single other player on his team and that's, that's not even fair how like, Honestly, I wish I just took all of his players on his team and tried to tried to create a DFS lineup with it because it just that 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 team went off there. So yeah, it's a stacked team right there. Looking specifically though, uh, and Amari Cooper sticks out to me. Uh, he was a guy that I don't think he did a whole lot last week, if anything, hardly at all, and he he responded big. And a lot of people, there were a lot of people in the industry actually saying that this was going to be the case, that um, they were really upset with Amari's lack of touches and really lack of targets, that they wanted to feed him the rock this week. Derek, what do you think about Amari Cooper just, you know, long-term here, though? I mean, obviously, they're making a concentrated effort to get him involved. Ten targets, I mean, and he caught all of them this time. No drops. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So... I mean, I, I think he's, what do you think? Boom, bust, wide receiver three. That offense is inconsistent. He himself is inconsistent, but clearly shows upside with 21 points after posting a complete dud week one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So to me, it's almost like like outsider looking in, if you would have told me that Gr- John Gruden was the new head coach for the Raiders, I would be like, where in the stat lines or where in the game flow or um, really just overall, like, uh, usage for all the guys that they have on the team, like, where did where is this changed? Uh, because for me, like, this is the same old Amari Cooper. You know, he'll, he has these strings of a couple games where he goes off and puts up a 30-point game, and then he'll have a stretch where – he puts up like one point or five points or three, you know, it is to me, it's just, you know, that, that, that's the, the bed you make with Amari Cooper and you never know when it's going to happen. You never know when he's going to boom, when he's going to bust. So he's just, like you said, a, a super risky play moving forward. Um, do you, how do you feel? See, I feel the exact same way about Brandon cooks. I don't, yeah. I'm curious how you feel. Cause I know he's a much better football player overall. But I feel like the the offense he's in, that he's going to be just like Cooper this year. Do you 
Do you agree? How do you feel? Um, yeah, I mean, you look at the Rams and they're clearly a run first offense. Uh, on the flip side, you look at Jared Goff and just because of that offense clicking and having such a great running game, you're going to have some success through the air as well. Jared Goff is not going to be a top five quarterback by the end of the year, in my opinion. Uh, With that being said, he's going to put up some good numbers. And uh, part of that is going to go to Cooks. So, yeah, I I agree that I'm not thinking that Cooks is a guy that's going to put up 23 points every single game. Uh, But, you know, I, I think that he's going to have some of those games. And he's going to be a little bit easier to predict in my opinion. Uh, this week was interesting, obviously with Arizona. Um, but you know, I, I just think that I, I agree. It's going to be a boomer bust kind of, kind of team. And Adrian Peterson is not going to, I mean, you already saw it this week. He's not going to hold up for the entire year and he's going to have more weeks like this than weeks like last week, in my opinion. So, um, and the other the other thing I don't like about Jack's team, and again, I, I don't want to bash Jack's team. He literally just put up like 200 points this week. But um, the one thing is, again, when you talk about correlation, Todd Gurley and Brandon Cooks in the same lineup. So, you know, my opinion, I could totally see Brandon Cooks getting uh, traded by Jack at some point uh, throughout the course of the season to try and get a more steady, steady wide out, um, either over Amari Cooper or a steady wide out in the second running back as well. So, yeah, yeah, I could see that as well, but uh, he, do- he doesn't have a good bench. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> so that's his other problem. Now, if Devonte Freeman can come back and be Devonte Freeman, great, but I feel like he's kind of a guy that's going to be just hobbled all year. So, yeah, he's starting off on the right. <laughs> right? Like, literally. Um, <laughs> all right. So, and then just looking at looking at Kuhar's team, I mean, again, I just feel bad for the guy. Like, he's, his team does not have a bad week. Um, no. <laughs> what do you think about Chris Thompson, though? I mean, again, another, another head-to-head thing with Chris Thompson and Adrian Peterson, and Thompson edged him out. Who would you want to have? For the rest of the season, I'm assuming Chris Thompson. Are you saying Thompson or Peterson? Yeah, yeah, Chris Thompson. Um, I was I've never been a believer in Adrian Peterson. The, the moment they signed him, I knew that he would probably go three games of being awesome and then complete trash. Uh, turns out it was only one game of awesome. Um, you've ne- wait, you've never been in, like ever in a, a believer of Adrian Peterson or just no, no, no. I, I mean, like the last two years, really. Okay. Uh, but but I just of, course, to- of course, before no. Clarifying the second, the second he signed with the team. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I was definitely an Adrian Peterson fan before. Um, right, good. I just don't think he's got much left in the tank. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, he's just – I don't know. Uh, my, my thing is that I think Chris Thompson is clearly the, the, the better – the higher upside guy, the better talent, um, especially in a full PPR is the guy you want to have. My only concern about Chris Thompson is just his injury history. Um, he liter- has has he ever finished a full season? I don't think he has. Yes. So that's my concern. And when I look at Kuhar's team, 
I mean, he's got the running back depth. So, it, honestly, if Kuhar's listening, you might just want to keep your running backs. Don't trade him because you might, you'll might you likely have to use them to replace Chris Thompson at some point. Right, and I, I think he might have listened to our last podcast because I think he set his lineup this week. Really? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Marshawn Lynch was his RB2 and he put in Thompson. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, that that is a relatively bold move. I mean, you know, it just – you, you put aside the names and Thompson makes more sense. But when you look at it and you're like, who am I starting a hall of fame running back in Lynch or Chris Thompson? Like <laughs> when you look at it that way, it's like I should be starting Lynch, but I'm sure he saw Denver defense and was a little, little um, scared off there as well. Yeah. That, that's what I would think too. People still have that. Well, I, I, they are still pretty good against the run, but people always remember Denver for the next three years, probably as being that amazing defense the past three years, even though they're not. Lastly, Carlos Hyde. How do you feel about Carlos Hyde? <sighs> I, I don't really know. Uh, he salvages his days by getting in the end zone, but he's always been pretty good at that. So I, I don't really know what to think about it because you could say, oh, you know, he's only good because he, he got that six points from the touchdown. Well, he does that on a pretty regular basis. So, I, I mean, I think he's a solid RB too. Uh, full PPR, I disagree. I think that he is a um, high end flex, um, but in a league like this, where you can, where it's a super quarterback league, and you can start two, uh, I really, don't, I think he's kind of your insurance guy. Pretty much where Kuhar has him, so. Um, if I was him moving forward, just don't get cute, man. Um, don't be certain Carlos Hyde over Chris Thompson in the full PPR unless the obvious happens and Chris Thompson gets injured. So, uh, I, I actually, after you said that, just looking at it, and yeah, I can't believe he only has one catch each of the first two games. He was amazing last year in San Fran catching the ball. Uh, well, you got Duke Johnson. Right, but, I mean, does that kind of – can't you kind of win over on the offensive side and beat a defensive side? You know what I mean? Like when you put in Duke Johnson, people know what to expect. But if you're throwing to Carlos Hyde, who's your first and second down back, it throws people off, right? I mean, true. Isn't that isn't that a a fact? But of the Browns the aren't that smart. <laughs> like honestly, your your play calling might be better than Todd Haley's at this point in his career. Um, that guy is insane and off the hook and I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. You'd think he'd get a, I mean, it, he might regress too. The, the only, again, concern I have is like, you got Duke Johnson there and Duke Johnson really hasn't done a whole lot either. So it's like, what actually happened? I didn't get to watch the Browns games, but I might have to try and like go and <laughs> go and watch an old Browns game as miserable as that sounds, just to see what the hell is going on in that offense. Um, things can change, though, especially if Baker takes that spot at some point, which I still think is going to happen. Probably not this week, but as I originally said, but I think it's going to happen at some point this season. So um, yeah. for time purposes, let's go ahead and move on here. So how about we address Andres and Lennon's matchup? Okay. Let's see. Andres won 146 to 118. 118 points, my God. And, ooh, so 
Who is this team? So World Star, that's Lennon's team. <laughs> Lennon's Lennon's got a little bit of a problem here. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Galladay on the bench. That's a problem. Well, you got the the thing is you got Kenny Galladay on the bench. And you basically have to try and decide between Kenny Galladay and Sammy Watkins all year. Um, your running backs, Royce Freeman, I mean, he's – I don't like the amount of work he's getting. Uh, I'm really upset about Royce Freeman just because I was super high on him and he is just not living up to expectations, and it's because yeah. of Phil Lindsay. Um and he's, not, he's, he's just not getting the touches. I mean, eight rushes and one receiving target, and that's it. And his day was salvaged just for that, that touchdown that he got at the goal line, which is really his only value at this point. But in a full PPR, 8.8 points is a dud. Um, Jordan Howard, I wouldn't worry as much about him, but he's not like the best running back in a full PPR either. No, no. I mean, he did have three catches. They have been getting him more involved in that aspect, but uh, he's he's pretty fringe RB1. Mid, would, would, wouldn't you say fringe RB1? Mm, yeah. I mean, high-end RB2, I wouldn't consider him an RB1. He's an RB1 and a non-PPR or half-PPR. Once you get to full, I don't think he's there anymore. Well, I mean, all right. I really think they're going to make an effort to get him the ball in the receiving game. Five catches week one, three this week. But you got Tariq Cohen, too. Well, um, I just saw Tariq Cohen on someone's team, and his stats were pretty awful. They're not really getting him involved at all. Um, I'm going to pull that up while we're looking here to see whose team that was. Well, I guess my point is that because you have – okay, so you have Tariq Cohen, you have Jordan Howard in the backfield, but you also have all of these receivers that – there's really no like clear identity at receiver. I mean, Allen Robinson's the closest thing, but then you got Anthony Miller getting fed. You got uh, Taylor Gabriel getting fed. I mean, I think you even saw Bellamy um, last night getting the rock. So you've got a lot of mouths to feed. Uh, and I think the way Matt Nagy runs his offense, he tries to do a lot of creative plays where – it's going to just cut into people's fantasy work. and Except for Allen Robinson's. <laughs> Allen Robinson, yeah. I mean, he's, he's literally the most – I think he's the most reliable bear that you have. But I'm not like – I think this was the best Allen Robinson's going to get. I don't think he's a guy that's going to be putting up those points even every single week. So what do you think about Sammy Watkins, though? Um, when you said you'd be choosing – Watkins or Galladay every week. I think you have to take Galladay every single week. Really? Um, I do not trust that Kansas City. Okay. Everything going on is not sustainable. Um, props to whoever has Mahomes. Good, good job. You get his best two weeks in the first two weeks of the season. Um, teams are going to learn how to shut him down a little bit more. Clearly, he's going to be awesome. I just don't think he's going to be that awesome. And Sammy Watkins. I mean, uh, I don't know. You, you can't trust him, especially since it's Pittsburgh, one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable ever starting Watkins. I wouldn't feel comfortable, but if I felt like I knew that I needed to 
if I was playing a team who the other person's team had a bunch of great matchups, I might play Watkins over Galladay just because I think Watkins' upside is higher. Especially See, I, Chiefs offense. I would do I would do Watkins over Cup and play Galladay and Watkins. If if that was the case, you need high yep. upside. Yeah, I think so too. I think Cup Cup is the odd guy out in that in that lineup there. Yeah, which maybe Kuar should do that every week. <laughs> or that's who is that? Uh, Lennon, that's Lennon. Lennon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Lennon, if you're listening, I'm. I need a quarterback, so you know, I can definitely <laughs> help your team improve. And if you want to trade me one of your quarterbacks, I'll uh, I'll make sure it's a fair trade. All right. Um, Andre. <laughs> so Andre should be interesting here. What do you think about his team? Oh, Andres. Um, that sucks. Or Greg Zerline. Yes, that sucks. Can can I can I call Andres out for a second here? Sure. He, he said something that kind of angered me earlier today. I was going to save it till our final remarks of the show, but I'm going to say it now. Um, Andres texted me today saying that I need to trade him one of my wide receivers for one of his running backs because my running backs aren't very good and he is deep at running back. And I went immediately and looked at his team. And couldn't find a single player I would rather have over any of mine. Like Kenyon Drake, Lamar Miller, and who's who's I'm assuming he was talking about Matt Breda. What? Who's your running backs? Dalvin Cook, Kareem Hunt, Mark Ingram. I have Al Morris, but I'm never gonna start him. Um, who's who's the other one? Rex Burkhead. I mean, I, I wouldn't want over Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook, Mark Ingram, none of them. I would take Breda over Ingram. Breda over Ingram. Yep. Seriously. Swear. Why would you? Interesting. It's it's a full PPR, man. He's going to get the catches. Um, And I I think, you know, given what we saw this week with Breda, he is going to be, they're going to start giving him more, more touches. Uh, And as long as he stays healthy, I mean, the thing about you is that you already have Alfred Morris. So if you did r- realistically trade for Breda, um, you've got that lo- that backfield locked down. And if Breda goes out, then Alfred Morris is easily a, a 15 to 20 touch player. Um, with PPR or not at that point, you're, you're getting a guy with high workload. Um, Mark Ingram, I don't know, man. He's coming off of uh, – when does he come back? Week five? Um, week uh, – yeah, I think week five. He's coming back middle of the season. Uh, you have no idea what kind of shape he's going to be in. Sean Payton hates Mark Ingram in the first place. And I don't know. I think historically you look at it and players coming back midseason either get hurt or they have a heart. They have a, it takes them a long time before they can get in rhythm. But that's just me. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree to disagree with you on that one. <laughs> Um, we'll have yeah. to we'll have uh, to remember this and then look back at some of the recordings at the end of the season to see what happens between now. I was just thinking that I'm so glad we have this all recorded so we can sit here and talk about Breda in four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, does it help if I tell you that the player he said I had to trade him for one of those running backs was Allen Robinson? So Allen Robinson for Matt Breda, I would do that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh my god! All right, all right. This conversation has to end. <laughs> I will not agree on that one, dude. Allen Robinson. Okay, this is the best he's gonna get. 
they spread the ball around in that Bears offense that you can't rely on him. Where Breida is a guy that's going to get the work. He's a running back. He's got higher upside. So, yeah, and, and running backs are more valuable as well. Uh, so, yeah, I would 100 – I would. I actually think that's a completely uneven deal in favor of you if you were able to do that trade with him. Uh, I would not. Um, I, I, I could not disagree anymore, but this is why this podcast is great. Yep. Clearly here we are butting heads on this topic, and this is so funny. I thought I would bring this up, and you'd be like, Andres, what are you thinking? But you're the opposite. So I guess props to you, Andre. Someone agrees with you. Yep. And we're going to look back at this, and we're going to realize that Matt Breida was a much better player than Allen Robinson. (laughs) Okay. All right, let's move on here. Um, Enough about that. Adam Tackett and Jimmy. So Tackett, again, as we talked about, felt like he had a pretty strong team. Uh, Just really rolling rolling like uh, Jack's team here and – um and and pretty much um uh berating Jimmy's team. So what do we think about this matchup here? Yeah, I'm kind of looking at the point totals now. Um hmm. Yeah, Jimmy starting Buck Allen. It it worked out this week, I guess. But that sucks he had to start him. Who None of Jimmy's players just really did anything special. Like they kind of just all performed to their low-end potential. That kind of describes his team. The only special players are Gronk and Zeke and, I guess, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. But look at Buck Allen, Robert Woods, Devin Funches, Sterling Shepard. That, that scares me. <laughs> you know what I think Jimmy needs to do? Trade. Trade his defense. <laughs> uh, he, all right, you, you can stop talking right there because I was, I was maybe already thinking about that. <laughs> a proposal was about to come your way, Jimmy. Uh, Bears defense is the best it's going to be. And, I mean, I think it's going to be great like that all year. But if you – Jimmy, if you can get a special player for Bears defense, I think that's that's fair at this point because of how good Khalil Mack is. I mean, you're literally just trading Khalil Mack for a good <laughs> offensive player. That's what's happening. And I think most people are cool with doing that too. So, Yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's about the most exciting thing he's got going for him on his team, though. Besides Zeke. Yeah, Zeke. Zeke's consistent. Why, Thanks for why bringing that up. his team sucks? Like, why, why, why is he so thin at running back? He he uh, drafted McKinnon. Oh yeah, that's what happened. Okay, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. He and the worst part is he he really reached for his quarterbacks after he got Zeke and McKinnon it, and sacrificed his wide receivers. So now he lost McKinnon. Actually, he lost him uh like the day of the draft after the draft was over was yeah. his first injury. Really sucks. Yeah, yeah, and then uh and then he's left with this. Very subpar receiving core. That's just unfortunate. Not really sure what he's doing with Kalen Balaj, though. Like, I'm not <laughs> – this isn't a keeper league. Like, not, I don't even see the potential three years from now. Um, I'm just – I mean, he, I, I've heard he's he's just like a freak in nature, um, but he's just buried in that depth chart. So, 
I don't know, man. Like, even after an injury, he's a guy that you maybe or maybe not consider picking up, probably on the not side. So, right. um, not really sure what he's doing there. Yeah, well, I have a feeling that Jimmy is watching the preseason in at the bar the day before the draft, and Caleb Lodge <laughs> made a great play. And Jimmy's like, I'm going to draft that guy. And he did it. And um, actually, everybody listening, we have a feature on – this app that we're using now to record it's called anchor where you guys can call in to our podcast and leave us like voicemails so that you guys can answer our questions we can sift through them and you can answer them and we can put them in the show if we so choose so i'm directing this at you right now jimmy if you'd like to explain what made you draft kalen balage and what has made you keep him on your team through week two we would love to hear it um and i'll try to get the name of or the link or whatever that you guys need to call by the end of the show. Um, but that'd be cool. <laughs> I love every aspect of that. Uh, getting everyone involved. And on top of that, just listening to Jimmy's completely unreasonable explanation <laughs> as to why he drafted Caitlin Balage. I don't know what round he drafted. It had to have been late. I hope he didn't draft him. Like if he drafted him in the 14th round or lower, um, that was probably the most, idiotic thing. Uh, we probably saw all draft so yeah i wish you would tell us on here but apparently it doesn't tell us on the computer where he was drafted at um so and then just to hit on tackett's team real quick so tackett is one of so basically there is like a contingency of teams just out in fantasy leagues in general that just like the way that the draft uh order goes there's a ton of teams out there with Ben Roethlisberger and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, And so Tackett is one of those teams. Nice that they were in a shootout together. If, I mean, if Patrick Mahomes does keep it out up, um, Tackett's team is a automatic championship contender. Uh, the only thing I would say is that there's probably some some low times in the future for Mahomes. I don't know when. Uh, and then the thing about Ben Roethlisberger is, again, the guy just has ridiculous home road splits. So as scary as Tackett's team was from this week, um, he's going to have some down weeks here as well. So you watch. But I, I do like his – I mean, just, you know, again, looking at his team overall – uh, I think he's already guaranteed the playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, his his team looks really, really good. Um, ben Roethlisberger on the road is awful, and if it were me, I would hope I had the option to bench him, but looking, his QB3 is Trubisky, so you don't have that option. Um, so you're riding out Roethlisberger, but I mean, you have Patty Mahomes. We'll see what happens. I tried trading tack at Trubisky earlier today, and he didn't wasn't having any of it. You know what is a pet peeve of mine is when you send a trade to someone, and they don't even counter back. Or thank you, thank you, thank you. That is directed right at you, Tackett. You do it to me every year. I ask to trade with you, and you never counter offer. And when I text you and ask you to counter offer, you say no thanks. I don't want to trade. That is not an answer. You counter offer even if it's bad. You just do it. Even if it's a ridiculous, like, thing or just, like, saying the message, like, uh, not happening or, like, 
the worst is like you, you don't get a counter off or anything back and you just sit there and wonder like is he willing to part with that guy is he not or what what's the deal so can i'm gonna explain to you something all right i'm sorry i've been ranting in this but you keep bringing up so many situations that are just boiling me over <laughs> i'm in a second league with tackett the idp league and I tried to trade for Julio last week, and he says, no, he will not trade with me at all. And I ask him why, and he says, because he thinks my team is too good. <laughs> and I said to him, you're in a fantasy football league. It's all about benefiting your own team. So why would you rather hurt another team than benefit your own team? You know what I mean? And then when, he, when I finally told that to him, he's like, okay, that makes sense. And then he's like, I'm going to go see what other people offer me for Julio. <laughs> Thanks for the advice. <laughs> that, is, that is such a dick move. And Tackett, I wanted to say it to you before, but I was like, I was so, so angry that you said that because that is just rude. Someone's offering a trade with you and you're like, send me your offer and then I'm going to see if I can one-up it with everybody else in the league. That's just rude. <laughs> I mean, here, I will say this to you, though. you got to put your foot down a little bit more. If he says that to you, I would just say, okay, well, Julio's off the table. Or, you know, whoever I just offered is off the table now, and I'm going to go try and find someone else. So uh, that, mean, that means you just got to beat him to whatever other team. That, if he tells you that, that means he gave you the information that he is looking at someone else's team. So then you got to get, get into his shoes and figure out who he is looking at. Well, knowing Tackett, he probably didn't try very hard to find another team to trade with. <laughs> he probably looked at it for five minutes, just like, all right, I'm done with this. Yeah, yeah, we were we were in negotiations. It then moved on to T.Y. Hilton, and we were in the midst of negotiations, and he just stopped texting back. So <laughs> it was, I guess it was over. <laughs> all right, for time's sake here, let's move on. So Carl versus Dennis. Apologies. <laughs> uh, this is the clo- was this the closest matchup of the week? I think so. Trying to find it. Let's see. Uh, is this it? Not not the oh, greatest matchup though. I, I, I think I can't find Carl's matchup. Hold on. Uh, I'll just jump oh, into it. Carl Madison, there it is. But um, I mean, his team, his running backs are are rough, really rough, and it's hard to just not play LaShawn McCoy um but his he's clearly seen better days and he's literally on the worst the the Bills are the new Browns um let's just put that out there and say that the Browns have probably shed their worst team in the league persona (laughs) now they're just like one of the worst five teams in the league um yeah running backs look bad like his receivers but gives you some headaches um I mean, I hate to, I hate to just give the answer here um, for Carlson, but he's probably playing Phil Lindsay next week, um, probably. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's probably not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> no, I don't think he will either. Oh, and two already. Um, With a team that doesn't have much upside. Alex Smith. Okay. Yeah, he's your second quarterback that you want to play. Uh, but you really don't have a QB one and Nick Foles is not going to be playing here. And Tannehill is again, another Alex Smith. So 
Uh, good luck, but um, not feeling too good about your team. On the other hand, I uh, don't want to spend too much time on that. What do you think about Dennison's team overall with the uh, with the Joe Mixon injury? Um, that hurts him, but he does have Deion Lewis and Carryon Johnson. I wouldn't want to start Carryon Johnson yet, maybe later in the year, um, but he has Deion Lewis to fall back on, who's going to be, I think, boomer bust most of the year. Uh, it's going to be either him or Henry, usually, I think, that you can rely on. Uh, I, I think he's fine. Joe Mixon's out for, what, two to four weeks, and he's got guys who can fill the void for now. And he's starting 2-0, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, Deion Lewis is, is – um, he's just going to be a guy that Dennison, like – it comes down to how much time Dennison has during the week to research Deion Lewis's matchup because he's literally going to have to, like, keep up with the lineman injuries on both sides of the ball and – um, go to like Titan blogs and stuff to figure out. All right, so I guess it cut us off there at forty some minutes. So that's our uh, that's our cue to go ahead and uh, make sure our future podcasts are a little bit shorter here. Yeah, yeah. You think that was random or because? Uh oh, sounds like Mark fell. Oh no, I got you. For some reason, it's on my headphones now. Um, I don't know if you heard anything that I said, but um, I think that's our cue to make sure that just moving forward, we go ahead and, and really shorten the time on this because I think we were at over 40 minutes there. So, All righty then. We need to, uh, <laughs> to move faster then. Yeah, let's speed through it here. So um, end of the yeah, day – <laughs> no, I was just saying, end of the day, Deion Lewis is like uh, take a shot of whiskey and you know roll the dice because – um, if unless he does a ridiculous amount of research to figure out how they're going to use Deion Lewis from week to week, uh, that's going to be really tough to figure out. So, so, so what you're saying is Deion Lewis should be on Caleb's team. Um, shot, yeah, shot, sure. shot of whiskey, roll the dice. That sounds like Caleb. I think I think Dennison has to, has to hold on to him though, just because of how how thin he is overall. Um, I do like Dennison's receivers though. So if he moved one of his receivers for a running back, that would be, that'd be a pretty smart move there. I could see it. Yeah. I mean, realistically, Le'Veon Bell comes back week 11. So, and then he's, he's really just replacing James Connor. Cause you're not going to play Bell and Connor at the same time. No, no. Yeah. All right. Um, and then I think we have one more. I think it was my matchup actually. Uh, so we'll just hit me and Nate real quick. Basically, this was a beatdown. <laughs> um, really, the two bad things about my offense right now is just Russell Wilson not playing at his best and uh, Leonard Fournette being out. But outside of that, I mean, I feel really good about my team. Uh, I have a little bit of concern about Melvin Gordon uh, with um, this injury that happened at the end of the game. They're downplaying it. Um, was interested. This was the trade I was reaching out to Tackett about getting Austin Eakler as a handcuff. So nothing, you know, no, not not any kind of blockbuster big move here. Just really giving him a a free weapon for a handcuff, and um, you know, just just nothing. So just just got shot down. No counter just, offer. Just nothing. Um, but I will say this: Nate did not play John Brown. I was big on John Brown. Um, but I think we talked about it earlier. Um, you know, Quincy and Nunwa or John Brown, you're probably playing a Nunwa for the, for the targets there. So we talk about that before starting this, uh, this evening and, and yeah, uh, clearly Nate, you're not listening. 
to our show. You, you missed you out on three extra around. points. <laughs> Wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> it's just a point. <laughs> um, okay. So I think that's everyone, right? So we just went through yeah. everyone. Let's go ahead and address upcoming matchups now. And this will be a little bit quicker because uh, we already hit on some of the talking points, but if there's anything glaring, we're just gonna we're gonna address it real quick. But I let's let's try and keep this um, to really like a minute for each one. So for sure, um, Derek, how about we kick things off here? Andres versus me. What do you think about uh, about the matchup here? Wow. Well, the preview has you guys pretty even. Um, let me comb through it. I mean, Fournette is he gonna play this week? You think? I think so. I don't think he's going okay. to get a full workload, so it's going to be a tough decision, but I'm probably going to play him. Got it. I mean – And Gordon's yeah, got the Rams. Uh, mm, yeah, that's tough. Uh, Melvin Gordon against the Rams. That's really tough, but he's an awesome receiver. So if they get behind, <laughs> his workload is massive. Yeah. Um, I, I think you're looking good. I think I'm all right because, honestly, it's like so weird – my running backs are supposed to be the strongest point of my team, and it's completely the reverse. It's like that's kind of my weak aspect of my team, and my receivers are just boss. So, um, yeah, I agree. You know, I, I am open to trading one of my receivers for a really good quarterback, whether it's you, Derek, or someone else out there. So, uh, just a uh, nice little trade block for the league. I am willing to part ways with one of my wide receivers. So, feel free to send in the trade offers. I am I am interested in talking about that after the show. Uh, okay, so uh, moving on to the next matchup. Let's look at yours. Okay. Let's see. I'm facing Tackett. Oh. No, you got Lennon, <laughs> don't you? Oh, wait, no. I'm looking at uh, no. Oh, I must have been looking at the wrong one, too. No, I, I was good. Yeah. Ooh. Um, David Johnson has not done anything, and he gets Chicago this week. Uh, good one, Tackett. Oof. Wow. So, uh, he, I mean, as far as just the ESPN rankings goes, they have him crushing you. Absolutely crushing me, yeah. yeah. But is, when uh, I look at this closer, I, I like Dalvin Cook over Adam Thielen. I mean, realistically, this is a blowout, but if Thielen doesn't score early, then – you know, he might get sat for an entire quarter. Um, right, right. And they're not going to be passing the ball a whole lot if they're up ahead. The only person that would benefit the most there is Dalvin Cook. He might get the the Melvin Gordon, Gordon treatment of the uh, of the week. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think Dalvin Cook's fine. I don't think that injury is anything anything to worry about. So. I don't know, man. I think I think you have a, I think you have a shot, Andrew Luck. Jimmy G against Kansas City. Kansas City's defense is like Swiss cheese. So, um, ooh, we got Jimmy G on my side versus Patty Mahomes on his side. Uh oh, that's going to be interesting. And I think that your Mahomes is due due for a regression. And Roethlisberger is on the road. So, ooh, I don't know, man. This might be a trap game here for Tackett. He might you you might be able to pull off your first win, and he might get his first loss. Ooh, I feel pretty good about that. Uh, I'm I'm calling a trap game right now with you winning. So you heard it here first. <laughs> heard it here first. Uh, moving on, Dennison and Jack. That's another. That's a battle of the Goliaths here. 
Yeah, yeah. Both of them are two and zero. And ESPN is heavily favoring Jack. I think they were favor anybody over Dennison's team. Look at that low score they've been projected with. Wow, and they wow did I want? I mean, Dennison, he he's he's on the same page with us because he already has Deion Lewis in the starting lineup. He's playing Jacksonville, <laughs> man. That's bold. Um, that is bold. I don't know, man. Dennison might need to trade for a running back. Um, someone, if someone can get rid of a running back, Dennison could be ears here. So we'll see what happens. But Dennison, call up uh, Andres for Matt Breda. We'd love to talk. Yep, that's actually that would be a great deal. Um, I want to try and get Matt Breda first, though. So fuck off, Dennison. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be. Whoa! Tough. This was a clean show before you went there. <laughs> no, we. I, I dropped this shit before too. Um, uh, and I think that Caleb, Caleb wants us to curse on here, considering he sent that thing out earlier this week. I don't know if anyone got to ch- take a look at that. That had to have been edited. That c- that couldn't have actually been real. I mean, do, you, do you know what I'm oh, talking about? Oh my about? gosh! Yeah, yeah, the Facebook. That's that's fake, right? That's not that's not a real. It, it's got to be right. That can't be real. Um, if Caleb listens to this, I'd be really interested to see if he knows if that's like a if that's a fake thing or if that actually happened. I don't really feel like taking the time to look it up though. So. Uh, and I, I, <laughs> maybe I kind of want to believe it's real, but maybe he'll call in and let us know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's a good call in request. Um, Chris Guhard and Nate here. So I don't know why I said Chris's full name, but um, <laughs> this is a really close matchup. I mean, not a great, not, I mean, I think Kuhar's going to win. He's, Kuhar's just been getting shafted and he has, some, he has some pretty good players, especially for a PPR. Yeah, yeah. Kuar's destined for a W. I think this will be his best year ever in this league. Um, so wow. come on, Kuar. When you say yeah, best I mean, year ever in this league, like what are you what are you predicting? I mean, he didn't draft his own team, so that's already the best. Um, and then he <laughs> has made the playoffs before because we do have what eight team playoffs, which is ridiculous. We should not have eight teams in the playoffs. That's but parody. Whatever. I guess. I just means I lose in the first round every year by the hot team, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, Coors in improvement is uh, is not hard to do for him, but just don't trade any of these players, and he'll be much improved. Yep, Coor, don't make any stupid trades. Uh, but I will say that uh, in looking at this matchup, he wins. So I'm not sure. I'm not a huge fan of. I mean, Derrick Henry, that's a problem. That is a problem yes. in a full PPR. Yeah, he's been a real bust. Uh, that was a that was a draft pick that's not going to pan out for anybody. No, um, and and Will Fuller, uh, he's good, man. But Keenan Allen, same thing. But those are two high potential guys for injury. So, considering you got yep. both of them on your team, I would expect one of them to go down at some point. And, and Anunua and John Brown, all of them are are pretty injury, injury prone. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, and he's got Josh Gordon. <laughs> So we got to talk about that. What do you think about Josh Gordon with the Patriots? You think he is a is someone that has some fantasy relevance, or do you think he's like the new Chad Ochocinco to the Patriots kind of thing? I I don't know. I I don't really know what to expect. All these receivers. I mean, the receivers have signed. I think six receivers in the past week and a half, and have cut all of them and moved on to the next guy every time. And this time, Josh Gordon just replaced Corey Coleman. So. Is he just going to be traded there and cut? 
Because if you look at the specific specifics of the deal, they really they trade a fifth round pick, yes, but that's only contingent on the fact that Josh Gordon plays 10 games for this team. If he doesn't do that, then I think what happens is the Patriots trade a fifth rounder and the Browns trade back a sixth rounder, which means they only went down a round to have an opportunity at Josh Gordon. So that shows how little faith they actually have in this guy. So I think that's kind of telling of where they're at. And Tom Brady did an interview as well where everything he said, he, he basically just said, yeah, um, we'll see if he can stay longer than the guys before. That's basically what he said in the interview. And it, it's hilarious. <laughs> that's uh, that's some fantastic analysis, by the way. So, you know, kudos to you for for looking into some of that news. I don't know if it's because you have a little bit of Boston bias going or what, but um, <laughs> I didn't know any of that. And but but I, I did think this uh, the way what I, how I felt about it was really. Josh Gordon's a guy who, I mean, I, don't, I have no idea what this hamstring thing was about. I don't know how serious or not serious it was or if it was just a cover-up for something else. Um, but if he did hurt his hamstring, like, that's a lingering issue, right? So, like, that's that's one of my concerns. The other concern is, again, just looking at the history of the Patriots, like, you know, typical Patriots, they'll bring a guy in, and if he doesn't pan out, like, they're totally good with cutting him. And – they have a slew of wide receivers. Join out ones coming back soon. Um, you know, I, I almost feel like they're just bringing in these high talent players to or guys that are, that are some big names just to push some of the guys that are already in there to, to perform at a higher level. So um, I, I agree. I, I'm not I'm not touching Josh Gordon with a ten foot pole, and uh, I think that there's more potential for bad than than for good with him. So. Absolutely. The upside is undeniable. Yeah. But um, I, I just don't know if we'll ever see that. He's a DFS play. Um, you know, when, when he actually starts getting snaps to the Patriots, he is a guy that you throw into a daily lineup because he can totally have a boom game. But uh, I think you're going to see more bust games than boom, which is true for almost any Patriot on that on that entire team. So, Absolutely. Except for maybe Edelman when he comes back. Maybe exactly. Yeah, that's that's good point, and that's why I roster my, on my team. It's a great call. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, moving on here, so Caleb and Carl. All right, Caleb and Carl. Um, Carl's got Phil Lindsay in his starting lineup. Shocking. Wow, and he wow. This is point four difference. Wow, these are some close matchups. Yeah, it should be a good week, and. You know, I'm looking at it here. I, I, I think that looking at this, Carl is going to win. Yep, yep, absolutely. I, I love, I love the matchups that Carl has, and I'm looking at Caleb. He's got Devonte Adams shadowed by Josh Norman. He's got Crabtree shadowed by what? Would that be Chris Harris over there? Uh, yep. Or either that or Roby, right? Roby yeah yeah and yeah I mean and then Phil Rivers against the Rams that is all very rough yeah and I mean Kirk Cousins yeah he's playing the Bills but again like we talked about if he's not throwing three touchdowns in the first half like I don't know man like (laughs) the game could get out of hand before he could really get any big points like it could easily be two touchdowns to Dalvin Cook and then another one to CJ Ham, their fullback and the 
the defense scores a touchdown, and next thing you know, they're winning twenty eight to nothing and right. playing it conservative, running out the clock and kicking field goals. So um I mean you can't bench Kirk Cousins against the Bills. Nope. Uh, you could look at benching Philip Rivers or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, so that'll be a game time call for Caleb there. You should do that, Caleb. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the obvious move. Um, but I don't know, man. Philip Rivers is better as, just far as as far as an overall player. Although Fitzpatrick is just playing out of his mind right now, but um, yeah. I am a believer in regression, and at some point Fitzpatrick's going to regress. So, well, isn't he playing the Steelers too? Yeah, he's playing the Steelers, who just yeah. got shredded by Mahomes. So, yep. Um, yep. So I'd probably play Fitzpatrick in that scenario. Um, his defense. Not to give any lineup setting advice, but <laughs> yeah, I mean it's obvious. It's not. I don't think that's anything groundbreaking there. Literally, the Rams are number one in all power ranking. So, yeah. Um, that's gonna be right. an interesting matchup, though. I, I still have a feeling he's gonna lose. So. Yes, I agree. All right. all right, so who's next? I think – did we just go through them all? No, we still got more. We definitely have more. Um, you Do we do you and Andres? I think we talked about it already, yeah. Um, okay. How about Jimmy and Yes, Leonard? yeah, that was the first one. Jimmy and Leonard. Uh, we, we haven't done that. Uh, so Jimmy and Leonard Ooh. here. Close again. Close, and they're both 0-2. So this is really a must win for both teams here. Uh, I'm rooting for Lennon, the underdog, just because I feel like Lennon has a history of sucking in this league. So it'd be nice <laughs> to see him beat Jimmy and just watch Jimmy have a miserable year. Um, <laughs> it could uh, happen. It could happen. It could. Uh, it you could. oh, he's he's gonna he's already got James White in his starting lineup, so that's interesting. Man, our league is really on it this year. Yeah, they're setting their lineups before waivers even process. Yep. Maybe they've been just anticipating our podcast all all week long. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> He's got Freeman on the bench. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is. I think this this might be a win for Lennon. Now that I'm looking at it here. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy, I'm I'm sorry, man. You can't feel too happy about your team right now. They're <laughs> they're kind of scary bad. The other thing I'm nervous about is like, call me crazy, but Tom Brady and Gronk. Um, yeah. All right. So it is. <laughs> it is not the time limit. It's just this app shutting down on us. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I have no, my finger like nowhere. I'm not anywhere near the finish recording button or anything like that. So, um, not really sure what's going on there, but. Um, We'll have to figure it out, but yeah, if this is this this would still be better even if we broke it up into three audio files versus um, <laughs> the lag time on the other one. So absolutely. Um, just getting back into Jimmy and Lennon's matchup, though. So uh, I think Lennon's going to win, um, and Brady and Gronk against Detroit. Uh, I just I kind of worry about like Patricia knowing more than he should, considering the Patriots keep everything close to the chest. Um, but he's been inside those locker rooms for years. So I don't know. Any any concern there with those guys? With the uh, Patriots? Yep. Um, honestly, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really have an answer for that one. Um, yeah, I Patricia, he's not really liked by his own team. So 
or, or so they say. So I don't know. I, there's a lot of locker room, what, disruption going on there. And yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I really – and then, yeah, he knows what Belichick is all about, but does that really matter when you just have the worst team? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's it's just a little concerning. Uh, I mean, you never want to discount Tom Brady or Rob Gronkowski. Like, they could literally go out there and connect for three touchdowns. Brady could also go out there and throw for one, and Gronk have three catches like he did this week. So, right. um, that's going to be an interesting one. And Jimmy's another team out there for everyone that needs a running back. So, a lot of teams yeah. that need running backs. So if you have excess running backs, uh, this is a really good time for you to move them. You're going to get probably the best value you're going to get in the next couple of weeks for sure. Yeah, I agree. We go over you and Tackett's matchup yet? Um, yeah, we did. We okay. did because you thought you saw me get my first win. <laughs> all right. I think, I think that's it. I think, I think it covered is. covered them all. Um, all right. So that's everything with that. Um just for time purposes, I mean, I'm just going to list off my DFS plays here just to um, – For this upcoming week or for the previous week? I'm going to go through the winner of our league, and then Agreed. I'm going to say – I'm just going to say exactly who I'm putting in for my main lineup. Um, keep in mind, I put through – I'm going to do my multi-entry again, so – uh, I'll have another 150 lineups at a quarter apiece, <laughs> but this is my $9 lineup to win a million. So, um, let's go back to, I just want to go back to history real quick here. The coast to coast league. And who won? It was, it was Mitch, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Mitch won. Um, yeah, my team was utterly awful. So we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, you did really bad this week. Um, <laughs> but, you know, in DFS, it's going to happen. So going back to this year, oh, wow, it, t- it took our aggregate points on the on the year. That's fun. Wait, um, where did you do that? So on the desktop, you can actually see how many points in our league that your team has scored the entire season so far. So Mitch has 348. I have 310. Chris Anaruma has 277. You have 274. And then Dennison is at 142. But he didn't play um, this week. So I don't know if he didn't wake up on time or if he just didn't want to put in the money. Um, (laughs) Future, just for a quick advertisement here, uh, we do plan on – I do plan on continuing the DFS league from week to week. If anyone in the Jonda League is interested, we had it at $10 a piece. I'm thinking about putting it down to 5 just to make it a little bit more reasonable. So um, if there is anyone out there in the league that wants to join, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. The more the merrier. And, I mean, we only have five people right now. So uh, pretty good chance that, uh, you know, you could put in 5 bucks and walk away with 50 at the end of the day for just submitting the best DFS lineup out of, you know, just all of us. So it's not anything like we're playing with 100 people or anything crazy like that. Well, I mean, Mark, you do have the star next to your name, meaning you're a frequent winner. So Yes, <laughs> um, I am experienced, and I do plan on trying to shark people. But, I mean, I didn't win this week. So, um, you know, I'm not 
not by any means unbeatable, and I'll just probably win the most most weeks there. So, <laughs> for some reason on the desktop, I can't find the past past matchup. Um, so, I've I've got it right here. If you want me to run through. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. So, uh, my team was awful. Don't need to talk about that. Uh, I only scored 119. Next lowest was Mark with 132.98, and I see that you've got. Roethlisberger, it's a good play. Uh, Tevin Coleman, Christian McCaffrey. I heard a lot of people saying this is the week he would do good. Um, Tyreek Hill, Antonio Brown, Julio, Ian Thomas. When I saw that, I was a little confused, but, you know, you're probably <laughs> trying to stay on under budget, right? Yeah, I was just trying to keep it um, – I was just trying to pay low for a tight end. I feel like that's the position to pay low at in DFS Absolutely. tournaments. Um there was a lot of talk about Ian Thomas getting some work. So it was a flyer um, and a dart throw, but it didn't really pay off obviously. But um, I figured it was worth the risk, especially with, you know, if if I had the combination of Hill Brown and Julio all go off, like that would have been a, that would have been a great lineup. So I, I figured it was worth the sacrifice and, you know, really not too many points in the tight end position anyway. So Right, right. And then you have Corey Clement in your flex. Uh, that's ballsy. Yeah, I like Corey Clement. Um, I mean, the guy had a hell of a preseason, and Sproles was announced out early in the week, so you knew that he was getting the work. So I really – I mean, it's, it looks ballsy on the surface, but when you dig deeper – It makes sense. It made sense. Um, and – I like Corey Clement for future weeks. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see who's healthy and who's not in that backfield moving forward. But Jay Ajayi has a back issue that doesn't look like it's going to go away. And because I don't think this is the first time he's had this back issue. And Darren Sproles is like 35 <laughs> years old. So, you know, when you look at it that way, Corey Clement, in my opinion, has the most upside in that entire backfield. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me. Um, and then your defense, which I, I do want to comment on this. I didn't earlier <laughs> for time's sake. Houston Texans, um, I, I've got to say it. They yeah. are absolute chumps. Those guys <laughs> are terrible at football. I don't care if your name is J.J. Watt, Jadevian Clowney. You guys are garbage. You played against the Tennessee offensive line that was literally second and third stringers, and you managed one sack. How freaking bad are you at football? You guys all suck. How do you not get more sacks than that or even an interception against Blaine Gabbert? (laughs) And you lose the game to Blaine Gabbert. You are bad, bad at football. So this is a product of me just like paying more attention to my GPPs and looking at my other 150 lineups and kind of overlooking – my strategy for this league, not that this is an excuse by any means, but um, when you only have five people in a league, you, you can play it relatively more conservatively. Um, I had no business in a five-person league playing the Texans over the Chargers. You just – in a five-person league, you just play the best, you know, best right. defense on paper. Um, Char- Chargers were super safe, yeah. Chargers are super safe. More other people are going to probably roster them anyways. And a five-person league, it just makes sense to ro- to have like a – when you're talking about a defense, um, rostering a defense that mostly everyone else is going to do just because it doesn't hurt you that much if, if they don't do well. So, right, um, right. 
so yeah, I, I, that was just me kind of overlooking it. And, you know, I, I literally, right after lock, I was like, why did I play the Texans in a five person league? So, yeah, I mean, I, I did one tournament and I used the Texans cause I was like, wow, they are going to explode. They could probably have 25 points. Well, cause the Titans offensive linemen, that was, that was the appeal. And that's why yep. I had them in some of the GPPs is cause some of their offensive linemen were out. Um, they looked awful the week before, so I we're, get we're not it, talking but... some. We're talking like their whole offensive line was out. Yeah, like yeah. it was bad. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Anyways, just for time's sake here, though. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just list off who I have. So I'm a big Carson Wentz fan. So I got him at my quarterback. I'm going heavy on running back. So Kamara and Barkley. And then I'm matching – I'm pairing up Aguilar with Wentz. Uh, really like a, the value play in Geronimo Allison, Michael Thomas, Godert, Bernard, and the Vikings defense. So that's my million-dollar lineup. And there you uh, have it. <laughs> I will have uh, a different lineup, though, for our coast-to-coast league. So don't you worry, Derek. I, I'm not wow. exposing my <laughs> – my uh my safer lineup so fair enough fair enough um I, uh, go ahead i i did do a tournament lineup last week that fared a heck of a lot better than our really codes. let's hear it i i threw all my risky plays in i th- i put roethlisberger uh melvin gordon royce freeman antonio brown kenny galladay juju smith schuster george kittle james connor and the jets defense and that put up 158.28 which not nice. being experienced like I am, I felt pretty good about. And it placed 50th out of 1,190. Nice. I felt pretty good about it. That's I mean, great. It, it's, it's no big time money winner. And it was only a dollar entry. So I only got four bucks out of it, but. Yep. Um, that's, that's really good though. And anytime you, anytime you can quadruple the amount of money that you put in, um, you know, those are, that's a good return. You know, when you're talking stocks or anything else. So, um now you got four bucks to mess around with here for uh for this week that's right after the 10 bucks i lost all you guys this leaves me just enough to enter next week if you move it down to five (laughs) dollars exactly all right cool um so i think that's it for dfs but uh just to wrap things up so derek you want to go ahead and and um and lead the charge here with the announcement Absolutely. So everybody listening on our podcast, we have some breaking news. We have decided to hire an intern <laughs> to be our editor. And when we say hire, show. we mean uh, not paying them. <laughs> not, not being paid. Um, Andres Hernandez it will be our editor from here on out. Uh, he gets to go through all of our tapes and get rid of all these screw-ups that we have and um, cut it and piece it together and, and maybe eventually we'll even get sound effects and hint Andres make some cool stuff happen and be a frequent guest on our show you guys will, will catch him every now and then um but yeah Andres is, is going to become a part of our our supporting cast here at Fantasy Bros yeah I'm super excited as well and I, I think that you know as far as like I, I mean depending on how this works out today um I, I don't think it is worth the time to go through like the mid conversation editing or anything like that. But like the intros, extras, I'd be all right. 
Uh, so we're just going to record the last minute here. But intros, extras, be curious to see what Andres does with that uh, and uh, or what he can or cannot do or whatever. But uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And Andres, I uh, want to challenge you on creating a specific segment that you can contribute uh, every single week as well. So, Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. We want to get Andres involved. Um, he's certainly got some interesting, bold takes, <laughs> um, some for better or worse. And everybody knows he's got a great personality that he can, he can bring to our show and make it interesting. Um, so yeah, we're happy to have him aboard. Awesome. Cool. Well, I think that wraps it up here. Uh, so, uh, once Derek and I hop off, we'll try and figure out how we can get this all out to you guys and, uh, let us know uh, any kind of feedback that you have and looking forward to uh, another conversation next week. Uh, in the meantime, all the best and good luck uh, going into week three. Yeah, and absolutely. And, and to everybody listening still, um, I did find out that the way you can send us a voicemail on here, you just have to download the Anchor app and then you call in to us. So I'm assuming what we'll do is we'll post a link to our like little web address or, or maybe just call our personal numbers. And then you just say what you want and recording and it will automatically go to our page. Um, so we'd love to hear from you. Cool. All right. Good luck week three, everyone.